Welcome to Financial Flight Academy with John Schutz and Brent Connolly from Soar Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we inspire families and business owners to build a foundation for their financial future. We do this by listening and building trust with our clients. Join us for this journey where we explore ways to protect your nest and live out your dreams as John and Brent draw from years of experience and guest experts to help you take that leap of faith. This is the story of one small town girl who found her calling and became the pride of all Nebraska. Andrea Bricker is a CPA who didn't take the direct route, but eventually did come around to follow in her father's footsteps. Welcome to Financial Flight Academy, episode three. And boy, do we have a wonderful guest today. We do. Uh, Andrea, how was it tough getting here today? Oh, yes. Walk through the grass. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually right upstairs above our office. So, uh, but yes, welcome to Financial Flight Academy. I'm John Schutz. I'm Brent Conley. And uh, Andrea Bricker is our guest. Andrea is the CPA to the stars of this <laughs> podcast. And uh, for whatever that's worth. But uh, so if you're if you're out there and you pay taxes, uh, today's guest going to be a good one to listen to. So... Brent, tax season's coming up fast. It is. You know, it's right around the corner, and uh, it's one of those situations where us as advisors really enjoy working with tax professionals to make sure that what we do in accounts align with, you know, clients' taxes, you know, and we never want any surprises. And I know that the CPAs <laughs> and the tax professionals we work with do not like it when the advisors do not speak with them on taxable accounts. Right. So, Andrea, I've been working with Andrea for several years now. Uh you are so good at working with small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, and so if you are a small and medium-sized business, uh, business, it's a great partnership here with Andrea if you choose to use it. But she's somebody you want to get to know. So, Brent, let's get this uh, ball rolling here. Let's find out a little bit more about our guest. That sounds good. All right. First question, a little softball here for you. <laughs> Tell us a little bit. Did you always want to go into accounting? Yeah, that, it, you know, I, I started out, I, I growing up with my um, parents, my dad was a, uh, an accountant. My mom was a nurse. They owned nursing homes. I worked for my dad. So accounting is kind of what I grew up with, but as a child, you never want to follow in your parents' footsteps. You kind of want to take your own path usually. So I tried psychology <laughs> for a couple <laughs> years. Um, and then it was my dad and I talking and finally thought that maybe accounting was the way I might want to go. I he see, thought it was a good profession. I have a feeling she's analyzing us right now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So does the psych, I'm guessing the psychology degree comes in handy when you're doing people's taxes. I know in our line of work, it certainly does. It definitely does. I met with a client yesterday and that was almost the first part of our conversation. They looked at me and said, I know this isn't a therapy session. And I told them <laughs> <laughs> that most of my meetings are therapy sessions. So the psychology minor definitely, definitely gets used. Well, and it is so true because in, in when we study for the certified financial planner exam, a, a big, a good portion of it is talking about the psychology of investing, mm -hmm. because whether people know it or not, they do have that little accounting mechanism in their head and whether it's not wanting to take a loss because now I've committed to taking a loss mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, I've got this attachment to this company that I own stock in, mm -hmm. you know, maybe they don't want to do that. So 
it's good that you can help people through with that sort of thing. Yes, Andrea. I think they don't they don't value that enough in the business world. They so with think the, about it. So with a little bit of that background, how did you transition then from psychology over to business accounting? Um, it ended. It up- seems like a natural transition. It really does. It's like <laughs> nope. It was really just a change. I just switched to accounting, but I kept my minor. I kept psychology as my minor to, you know, just to fill the requirements I needed. I had enough to get a minor, so that's what I did. So you're from Haywarden, Iowa. I am right. Which yep, it for town. folks who don't know is that close to anything at all? It's I like know where it's at. Our north of Sioux City. Okay, gotcha. I lived in Rock Rapids, Iowa for no, a while. Yeah. Same conference, I believe, Andrea. Yes. So, uh, okay. So you go to the University of Nebraska. How did you end up there? Oh, my dad has always been a Husker fan. He grew. He was born in Iowa, but moved to Nebraska to buy their first nursing home. I was born in Tecumseh. Uh, so we um, always went as a child. We went to every football game. Didn't miss home you're from tecumseh obviously. yeah that's oh, where i was home, born home of tony davis mm-hmm. and yeah. matt davis and there you yeah. go wow, there's right. your husker trivia for the day yeah <laughs> hey, well so your dad must have been very proud when andrea was a huge part of game day on university of nebraska football saturdays brent are really? you aware of this no i'm not she was a member of the pride of all nebraska the Husker marching band. Tell me more, please. Yeah. Fantastic experience. Yep. I was a member of the flag line. All four years I was at college. We actually um, went to Ireland, marched in the St. Patrick's Day parade. We went, those were the glory years. We went to every bowl game and Mm -hmm. won most of them. I remember covering, I remember covering those. It was a long time ago. Yeah. (laughs) I tend to remember that. (laughs) It's a vague recollection. Yeah. How do you, so, how do you get to be a part of the flag team? I've always wondered this because, and I don't mean to sound, is it because you weren't a good clarinet player? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did play instrument, but I liked flags better. It's an audition process, just like band. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Fun with fun. flags. Yeah. You could have been on uh, the Big Bang there. Theory with uh, Sheldon Cooper there. Fun there with you flags. go. But anyway. All right. So, <laughs> well, I still want to focus now. How did you make the shift over to business accounting? Tell me a little bit more in depth about you know, how you got that, that bug to go into this field? You know, my dad, um, was obviously a big influence in that. I, he, um, was an accountant and I could see how that people need that kind of support to run a business. And uh, most people who are entrepreneurs and go out on their own have no, don't have a business head, don't have an accounting head, don't, don't think in that manner. And they're all trying to do it themselves and trying to grow their business and become something, but it's too much. Eventually it becomes too much. And those, those are the people that's kind of the sweet spot for us where we like to help people is in that when they get to that point where they just, they can't manage their financials, they don't understand their financials. They're getting so big or they're getting big enough to where they don't necessarily need an in-house person, but they need, you know, someone to help them. And that, that was what I always saw with my dad, that he had that knowledge. So it was easy for him to to grow his business and continue to be that person for himself. But not everybody is my dad. Not everybody's an accountant. Right. Exactly. That background. Well, and even for Brent and I in this new, relatively new venture for us, right. it's uh, you've been great in walking us through that and just helping us understand 
okay, this is where that goes. And she hasn't called us stupid once, Brent, which is very good. I think that's we've got to do that, no, at least not to our faces. Track yes. record. Yeah. So, so you come out of college. Uh, I assume you don't just start your practice there, right? You, what, what you do first? Nope. I went and worked in public accounting for almost 20 years for the same uh, gentleman. He kind of molded me. It used to be a joke that I, was with him longer than I was with my parents <laughs> and, and people don't, can't say that anymore. People don't stay with jobs. Right. So it was a hard transition. Yeah. So, so what made you go on your own? Um, I got to the point there where I was in a senior management position and I just, I was losing my connection with my clients. Mm -hmm. I was no longer involved with my client's business. I was more concerned about how our company was running and, how our employees were doing and making sure people had enough work and making sure it was getting done right and more inside the business than, right. than dealing with clients. Yep. So sure. that's when I decided I was old enough. I had my experience. <laughs> <laughs> it was time to do my own thing. And and it was a good move for my family. Um, my husband and I, we moved, you know, we started this business and started cl moved closer to home. I have three kids and right. So very flexible. So speaking of that, how, how is it working uh, closely with your spouse? Because, you know, not all of us could do that. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Not Donna Schutz would be the first one to say that about her husband, John here. Amy Connolly might echo that yes, same set. Uh, yes. Uh, hello, ladies. We love you. But yes. I, don't, I don't know if we could work with They you. may throw a few more choice words in there. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, tell but, tell yeah, me more about that, Diane. <laughs> Say you might want to get John on this podcast sometime and ask him the same question. Go upstairs and grab him. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right. But it's it's been great. I um I'm not going to tell you there aren't challenges and there aren't days that we don't even our offices are like right next door to each other and we don't even uh some days we don't even talk to each other and we're in the same building. But he, well, then it works well. It does. Yeah. <laughs> He, um, we both, we complement each other very well. He's, I'm on the accounting side. Um, and he comes from a, has a very strong financial anal analysis yeah. background. Okay. Um, that's, he worked in corporate world for pretty much as long as I worked, um, in public accounting. So he, um, you know, we just, we can, we can build off of each other. He has strengths where I don't, and I have strengths. I he think it's such it. a great mix. Cause I've seen you guys work together and people that you've worked with, because I don't think a lot of other CPA firms and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know that they have that same kind of focus. Right. Right. I mean, our focus is definitely on the growth of your business um, and helping you get there and helping you understand where you're at and how you get there. And that's kind of where we, the services we offer are, are very wide ranged, but you know, we, the accounting piece of it is the transactional and the, you know, getting things ready to get a financial statement. And then John comes in and he can build, you know, reporting that people understand and analysis that helps them make smart decisions. And yep. so it, it's been a great, it's a great fit. It sounds like you have a very detailed job description. So that's good when it comes down <laughs> yeah, to that's right. time if to do the review, right? You, I mean, have, you have to let him go. Yeah, and you've got some, you know, some raise time. Yeah, yeah that's, right. that's right. That's right. So uh, let, if we shift gears here a little bit, yeah, this might be a good time to take a break. Excuse me. Yeah, you. Thanks so much for listening to Financial Flight Academy. We hope you're enjoying it so far. If you have any questions or would like to talk more about this topic, you can find us at soarwealthstrategies.com. 
And all of our social media platforms are listed in the show notes. So Andre, one of the things that when I deal with clients, sometimes uh, when they we talk about, do you have a good CPA to work with? I think sometimes they look at CPA as a miracle worker rather than that person who can help provide some tax efficiency. Can you talk about that just a little bit and what expectations clients should really have when they go to see a CPA such as yourself? Yeah. You know, the first question is always, how can I save money? How can I, where's, what's the loophole I don't know about? How aggressive can I be? You know, rather than wanting to know how to make smart business decisions, you know, and, and, and make decisions that make sense for, for the climate and the current situation they're in. You know, I, I always, you know, tell people don't spend money just to save taxes. And people (laughs) look at me like I'm crazy, but that's great. That's so true. Yes. And the biggest culprit, not that that. you're crazy that people (laughs) want to buy things to save money on taxes. Right. Yeah. Just to clarify, spend a hundred percent to save 30. Right. Right. Um, on things that aren't necessary. And the biggest of those is like a vehicle. Right. Every this is the time of year where everybody calls me and says, Hey, I hear I can write off my vehicle hundred percent. I'm gonna go, you know, <laughs> I think I should do that. And they don't think about the payment that's gonna be coming up and the bad deal they're getting on that vehicle, or <laughs> they don't think about any of that. They're just happy they're saving thirty percent thirty percent in taxes. <laughs> and you know, so it's things like that that I try try to train my clients and and help them understand that upfront discussions we have so that they're aware more usually it's more about managing expectations rather than than anything else they just don't want to get to the december and hear that they owe fifty thousand dollars well you know? and, and that's a good point because one thing i like about you and your practice is that we're communicating throughout the year yeah as you just mentioned, oh, it's December 30th and I need to buy buy a vehicle or I need I want to do this, right? Let's do a little preparation on the, you know, yep. <laughs> during the year, not just at the end of the year. Yep. So, and I'm going to specifically ask you uh, a question here that is near and dear to me because you've really helped me a lot. <laughs> oh, no. Um, you know, how important is it for someone when you work with them to maybe take a look at their prior year's taxes? Oh, for me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, this is personal to you. Yeah. yeah. Looking at, especially when you change CPAs, um, that is, uh, the first thing that I do, I always ask for prior year tax returns just to look through, because I'm going to be the one that's going to have to sit with you in the chair if you're audited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but usually sometimes it's rare actually, but we do find situations where there was the return was done wrong or there was something left off or you know, situations like that. So reviewing prior years is, is always a good, a good idea. Yeah. Right. Well, I can't thank you enough because my wife and I were, were very pleased that you took the time to go through those reviews and, and those prior returns with us and help explain that to us. And obviously it's helped save us some money. So thank you very much. She brought the big number, huh, Brent? Yeah. Was that, huh? yeah she's okay. a miracle worker. John. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want that. getting out. Huh? <laughs> no, but uh, that, that is very important. And I think another important thing when it relates to what we do here at Soar Wealth Strategies, I work with Bricker Accounting and Tax on a lot of things, but one of them is, you know, capital gains. Mm. Uh, reviewing that. How important is that, Andrea, for folks to just let their financial advisor know or talk to you about capital gains and maybe offsetting those with losses at some point. Yeah. Um, I would say for my, which maybe this year 
uh, <laughs> you know, 2022 be. was probably a pretty good idea. Very possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last year was was a big problem year for uh, many of my clients. And and it's the clients that don't talk to me until April when they want to file their returns. And and I'm looking at the 1099s and there's all kinds of capital gains and either their financial advisor didn't tell them or their financial advisor doesn't work with their CPA um, to talk about those things in the fourth quarter and and make the client aware of what the potential is. I mean, we had all kinds, of, we had, I had a lot of shockers last year mm-hmm. of yeah. people that just did not understand that they had capital gains. So they had to pay tax and, you know, they don't see that money. They don't get that money in their bank accounts. So they don't understand why right. they're paying tax on it. Mm-hmm. And when you're not communicating, it's hard for us to help you. And one area where I guess I want to, to explain some of that from our perspective, um, where people will see that sometimes is in mutual funds. They don't yep. realize that mutual funds, they have a capital gain in them when they do that buying and selling internally. And somebody has to pay that capital gain. And that someone is you who owns that <laughs> mutual fund, you know, as long as it's not in an IRA. So- those are things that we look at towards the end of the year, see if there's going to be a problem on those issues. And and that's where we want to contact someone like Andrea, who works with the client to know, yep. hey, what uh, are there going to be some other capital gains here that we should be aware of that we might want to think about offsetting? So anyway, it's a it's a hot topic that we are always looking at towards the end of the year. Absolutely. And you mentioned it again, you know, when clients show up in April and they have some surprises, right? We don't want surprises. Right. So uh, give me some, you know, some tricks or some things that, that that clients can do, business owners can do by the first quarter of the year to help help do some of that prep. Brent, I, I, I don't think the IRS likes to hear about tricks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so or, perhaps we rephrase that. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, Audrey. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So I can talk to that. You know, there there are many things to start considering at, you know, in the first, in that first quarter of the year, when you're kind of planning out the year and, and what you're going to need in, in the, re, the retiree, um, situation that becomes, you know, a big, a big planning point as far as how much you're going to draw from IRAs, or maybe you have an RMD that you want and you're charitable required and you- minimum distribution, which kicks <laughs> yeah. in at age 72 now, <laughs> sorry, continue. And, um, or you know, a, you, or beneficiary RMD, go ahead. Right. Yeah. So you might, you know, want to do charitable giving or try and manage, um, tax brackets with how much money you need to take out. So all of those are things that, um, you know, we would discuss with you as well as your financial advisor, you know, at the end of the year uh, or at the beginning of the year. So we can kind of plan out what that year looks like. And then again, we revisit in that last quarter of the year to make sure what we thought was going to happen. <laughs> happen right. or make yeah. adjustments. And one of the things that I bring you in on a lot is uh, as we plan for those required minimum distributions, money that you have to take out of an IRA that will be taxable at 72 now, prior to that, do we want to start doing some conversions into right. Roth IRAs? Yep. And that's not appropriate for everyone, but it is a strategy that, you know, people like tax-free income. Uh mm-hmm. And so those are things that we like to bring you in on also. I don't know if you have any thoughts yep. on that while we're. Yeah. The, stumbling the Roth IRA is a, it's a beautiful product. And a lot of people either their income's too high and they're not able to 
you know, contribute to those. So later in life, it might be that you want to start converting those when your tax brackets are lower, if they are, or maybe even if they aren't, you know, you're, you're, it, it all kind of plays in also with estate planning and, and um, things like that. So there are, there, there's a lot of pieces and a lot of people that you want to have in your pocket to help you make, you know, some good decisions and planning decisions for you and your family and and with regard to yeah. those required minimum distributions, uh, the charitable, mm -hmm. the ability to give to charity. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about that a bit, I think. Yeah. And I love that caveat. I think it's great. I mean, if you use your um, RMDs for charity, it rather than, and you don't itemize your deductions on your tax return, you get that deduction um, off of your income, regardless of, you know, like you're, like we're used to charity as part of an itemized deduction calculation, but um, it's almost impossible, not impossible, it's, but it's, it's harder unusual to, to get now. Yeah. Right. So yeah. yep. this is a good tool to be able to use, you know, you're going to give money to the church anyway, or yep. some other 501c3. Yep. Mm -hmm. Give it out of your IRA. That's something that we do all the time here. Yep. So for yeah. people, it's, it's, it's very refreshing for clients to know that, you know, we have a lot of charitable clients, but mm -hmm. they're not getting those deductions. They should. No, that's right. And, and they don't know about it still. And it's not yeah. new. <laughs> Right. People right. still aren't, aren't, they're not comfortable with it because they have to call somebody else to do it for them and they don't. Yeah. Yeah. There's a very effective planning tool that I think a lot of people overlook when they have a high deductible uh, insurance mm -hmm. at work. Mm -hmm. The HSA. You want to yeah. talk about that just a little bit? Yep. The HSA, that's health another... savings account. Sorry. <laughs> I always try to remind myself, let's not talk in our jargon. That's right. a health savings account. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so I, I really think that's probably going to be the wave of the, the way future health planning is going to go on these high deductible health insurance plans. Um, right now, the high deductible insurance portion of it, sometimes the benefits of the plan aren't great. Um, but if you're fairly healthy and kids are fairly healthy, sometimes these plans work out well. And the HSA uh, for a lot of my clients ends up being kind of a medical IRA because you can, you can fund them, not use it and still get the deduction, whether you itemize or not again. So um, maximizing those HSA contributions and letting that account build or use it for medical expenses um, throughout the year is, is a great plan. Yeah, tool. it's, it is it, triple uh, tax free, right? You don't yep. get taxed on any of the dividends and interest that may accumulate. If you can invest that HSA, yep. it's tax deferred. Uh, it's tax free money when you take it out, as long as it's used for health. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and you can use it for your Medicare premiums later in life. So I do en encourage people that it's right for, Yep. you know, if you don't need to use that for that $30 copay or whatever at the doctor's yep. office, do they have copays? In it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Let it build. If I don't worry, I had plenty of medical expenses this year when I fell off that bicycle. But anyway, um, <laughs> you look great, but some people pay to have these age spots taken off. I just <laughs> skidded on my face. It looks fantastic. So, but, uh, you know, if you can defer using that HSA, then it's, you can use that for your Medicare premiums, uh, later and take some of the burden off. And so I think it's, uh, not often talked about planning tool for people. Yeah. So. And those are things, you know, you can make HSAs, even if it's an employer program, you don't have to go through your employer to maximize that contribution. You can go directly to your bank and mm -hmm. put your own money into it. It doesn't have to be um, through your employer. So 
something you can do in that last quarter of the year um, if you're an employee, because there aren't a whole lot of deductions for employees anymore on the tax return if you're a W-2 employee. You know, the other thing is to review your retirement um, savings and make making sure you're maximizing benefits um, that you're getting from your employer there as well. Which for Absolutely. this year, and we're not we're not going to quiz you on any of the numbers, but right, yeah, for this year, those those have gone up significantly. So we want to make sure that clients are aware of those things. And yeah, we actually have a nice financial checklist that's available to us here. We do have a financial checklist that people can get from us. Absolutely, like, absolutely free, as a matter of fact. So. <laughs> Uh, we are happy to share that because those are very important to know those new numbers, yeah. especially for oh, yeah. clients who are looking for those, those taxes. And we'll tell yeah. you in a bit how to get that. So, uh, be ready for that. That's an exciting part of this show. Teaser. Uh, I know, I know. Well, okay. Andrea. So we appreciate you sharing a lot of this with us today. How do folks get in touch with you if they'd like to have a discussion with Bricker accounting and tax, or just find out how you, uh, work with John and, you know, you guys get along most of the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can certainly call our office phone number 402-401-6460. Um, we do have a website. It's a little archaic, but our information is there at www.brickercpa.com. I think you might want to remember. <laughs> you want to take a look at that, Andre. Yeah. Perhaps review the website. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Well, that's great. So, uh, Absolutely. So, you know, kind of in summary, if, if, if you don't want any surprises, right, <laughs> uh, and you don't want to be up against deadlines and you want to uh, not frustrate your financial advisor nor yeah. your CPA, correct. Um, make sure that you look out for, uh, you know, the advantage you can take out for it and reach out to that professional. Reach out to Andrea and her staff there so they can help you and educate you more importantly about, you know, what is out there so you can make sure you can take advantage of what's going on. Um what do you see about planning and resources, Andrea, that you can you can touch yeah. on really quick? I think that is probably the biggest. People are always scared that they're going to get nickel and dimed or charged for that phone call or that email. And, you know, we like we want people to know that we would rather you reached out and you were comfortable and you were using the resources that are available to you through us to make sure that things are in line and you're not going to have any surprises and, and um, you're prepared for what's to come. And, and that's, you know, the big part of our business is just partnering with you and making sure that the preparation that we do with you throughout the year is helping you understand where you're at and where you want to be. That's great. So. And speaking of resources, John. Yeah. Well, Andrea, first, thank you for joining us yeah, today. Appreciate right. it. You are the first non-host guest of this yeah. podcast. So yes. congratulations. Awesome. Uh, tell everybody, everybody about episode three, but <laughs> So thank you, Andrea. The new year, great time to reevaluate your finances. And we have that financial checklist. It's called a financial checklist you can handle. Ooh. Yeah. It's very uh, good. Yeah. It's uh, just like three things every month that you can do to get your financial life uh, under control. So it gives you a few ideas there. Uh, we'll send it to you for free. To request it, just go to our website, soarwealthstrategies.com. Go to the contact us page. It's down there at the bottom of the page. And uh, ask for financial checklist you can handle, or you can call the office at 531-867-3400. And please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. As you know, there's no advertising on here. No. So what we like you to do is share this with someone that you care about, someone that can benefit from you know the subject matter. And thank you for joining Financial Flight Academy. 
We'll see you next time for episode four. Thank you for listening to the Financial Flight Academy podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at soarwealthstrategies.com or give us a call at 531-867-3400. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Soar Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor.